0: There are some marquee free agent names still out on the market. Where are their best landing spots? How have win total over-unders been impacted by the NFL draft? And are the Miami Dolphins really doing this right now? We're going to talk about all that and much more on today's episode of Locked On NFL.
1: You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: What is going on, everybody? It is Locked on NFL, and it is Tuesday here on Locked on NFL, which means you get the loudest of the bunch here in the Locked on NFL podcast. We appreciate you so much making this. You help me. Yeah, Chris and I. Chris and I, we could... (laughs) It, don't let us get on an episode together. We'll, everybody be like, "Oh my God, I can't, I can't listen, can't listen!" Ripping the headphones off. We appreciate y'all so much for making us your first listen of the day every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We don't forget that we are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well, where we are live right now as we're going on. Hello, hi everybody. Thank you very much for being here. And with it being the Tuesday episode, you have. Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter, the daily host of Locked On Vikings, and myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson NOLA, daily host of Locked On Saints. And we are here talk a little bit about remaining free agents because there are some big names for late in free agency. Here we are in May, post-NFL draft, and there are some big names out there. And we want to talk a little bit about some of the landing spots. We'll talk about win totals over unders with our friends over at betonline.net and talk about these Miami Dolphins who just seem to be doing the dang thing all offseason so far and not the way that we thought they might do it. So, Luke, I want to start off with our look at... Uh, some of these players that are still available Mm -hmm. out on free agency and we should start with the newest name on the market, right? Yep. The New York giants moving on from James Bradbury has been informed that he will be released. Where does a guy like a cornerback right now in today's market, James Bradbury in particular, who has some veteran experience, what's a good fit for him for some of the teams that might be in that market?
1: Yeah. You know, I think of the teams that he's been with before with like Carolina and, and New York, and I'm thinking of teams that kind of are, are going to try to do the same thing, mm-hmm. that Patrick Graham defense works in some similar ways to a place like uh, both Los Angeles teams could be a really interesting mm-hmm. uh, landing spot there. With Bradbury, what's interesting is he could nobody wanted to trade for him, and he was on a big contract, right. and maybe they just want to wait to see him. But if you want a guy real bad, you'll find a way to spend, you know, for a one-year deal on him um do you you figure it out right so i wonder how badly he's wanted at all and what kind of contract he will go but i, I like his fit in both the los angeles teams um I, I like his fit there's a team that really needs the help of a guy like him the chicago bears yeah who are dying dying they got jalen johnson and they've got some interesting parts of that second with like Eddie Jackson and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they need something that they can bring to a game and say, fear this. And I think if you add Brad Breary to that secondary, you get closer to that step. Uh, there's a couple there. Um, I want to flip one back on you, though. Yeah. He's this guy every year. I feel like we have this conversation about you, Clowney, <laughs> in around yes, May. absolutely. It's like he's figured out something where he likes to decide where he's going to go, and he decides to wait till after the draft to make sure he's not competing with a rookie or something. But uh, look, Clowney's been in the league for a while now. He's not the young hyper athlete with sky high potential that he used to be. He's the guy he is, and it's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Who? Where do you think this guy needs to go?
0: Well, uh, I mean. For me, he's somebody that stays right where he is. Like He's one of the few guys that there's a couple of guys we're not going to talk about, like Rob Gronkowski and Otto Beckham Jr., because they're probably going to stay right where they ended up if they continue on the season. But I do think that Genevieve Clowney's one of those guys, so I could see him right back with the Cleveland Browns. I-, I-, I like what the Cleveland Browns have done so far this offseason, but the edge rusher position is still a spot where they could use a little bit of help, they could use that veteran presence, all of that. He's somebody that didn't necessarily pan out in some of these other landing spots that he's had, but I'll tell you what would also be interesting. What if he Had a little bit of a homecoming And went back to the Houston Texans like That would just be one of those Big time kind of cyclical storylines That I think would be a lot of fun Over the course of the offseason And I kind of like what the Houston Texans Have done this offseason
1: Hey, maybe they it would take them from like a four-win team to like a five-win team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Be <laughs> <laughs> a situation to where they're picking like sixth instead of fourth. But I mean, like, yeah, it right. gives them an opportunity to be able to like bring – like it just it would be a cool story. You know what I mean? Like being able to bring him back. Sure. It's something that kind of – it's a little bit fan-service-y. I'm not going to lie. But if you're a team that's kind of struggling like the, the Houston Texans, like take those wins if you could get them. So I thought that would be a pretty interesting one. All right, let me come back to you. Now, we got another J name for you. This one's going to be on the offensive side, though. Wide receiver Jarvis Landry. According to Mary K. Abbott of Cleveland.com, the door is closed on a return to Cleveland. So where's the place
1: where he might fit? So I'm thinking of a team. I'm trying to think of teams that are young, that need, you know, that veteran leadership. Oh, I see what you're implying. (laughs) I was going to stay in the division. Uh, Atlanta could use him. Because Atlanta is really barren and devoid of talent. Yeah. And a a guy like Jarvis Landry with Marcus Mariota, Arthur Smith there, I can envision those skill sets turning into something really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like it in Atlanta. Um, I I think, you know, right now Green Bay is relying pretty much entirely on young guys, you know, Christian Watson and Mm -hmm. Romeo Dubes. Get Jarvis Landry in there to to bring those guys along and to help bridge the gap between old man Aaron Rodgers and these young kids. I, that could work. Um, I could see it on, on your Saints, though. Yeah. yeah. If, especially, you know, they're still trying to kind of build what the next look of that offense is, post Sean Payton, post Drew Brees. Um, let me get a lot bigger and a lot more defensive. <laughs> because I've got a guy that I have wanted the Vikings to find a way to sign for forever. I have no idea if it's ever going to be in the cards. Mm-hmm. But he's a Viking killer and I want him on the on the other side. Ah. Hakeem Hicks. (laughs) Yes. Hakeem Hicks has been a nightmare. Please tell me please tell me somewhere outside of the NFC North, preferably outside of the NFC in general, that he can go to so he can no longer populate my nightmares <laughs> well
0: I actually looked at Akeem Hicks as being a really good fit for the Minnesota Vikings I thought that he would be a fun fit for them because to God's ears Dalvin Tomlinson is really like kind of the lead guy there They're shifting. they're going to that three mm-hmm. four defense all that so he could be somebody that could slide in there and be really impactful he has a little bit of a connection with some of the defensive staff already with defensive coordinator Ed Donatelle there who used to be the defensive backs coach at Chicago so there's a little bit of overlap in terms of what that looks like so I'm not really gonna give you a spot outside the NFC if I'm being honest I to give you your spot within the nfc that's the only I'm acceptable the
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the only acceptable place yeah they have harrison phillips as well but like kind of tripling up on that i don't think would be necessarily a bad yeah. thing yeah um absolutely. let's squeeze one more in let's do it we got old one man melvin ingram
0: melvin ingram yes yeah, that's exactly where i was going to okay i'll give my answer pretty quick and then and then we can wrap it up that we, we, we both get an answer on this one uh i'm going baltimore ravens for melvin ingram lost at Aria smith you know where he went uh i think that mm-hmm. The other piece of it is that they drafted David Ajabo, who isn't going to be able to play his first season in the NFL. He had that knee injury during the Michigan Pro Day. So you get Melvin Ingram there, who's maybe able to uh, kind of mentor him a little bit, especially if you can get him on a two-year contract. But it just kind of gives them a, a bit of an edge rusher presence where they have a big need right now.
1: Yeah. I, I also probably would have said the Ravens, but in the interest of coming up with a different one. Um <laughs> i'll just follow link martindale who i still think of as a raven but now he's a new york giant there you go. and imagine putting that dude next to to cave thibodeau and again you get that kind of mentor pairing with the the young kid you know um and, and thibodeau from my like pre-draft is a guy that i kind of think needs to learn to pick his battles a little better and that's a very veteran thing mm-hmm. um like, he gets into engagements that, like, aren't necessarily to his advantage. And kind of getting that sense for, like, I'll call it, like, the tactics of defensive line from Melvin Ingram um, would would just be awesome. That's a great one. So, uh, we, we want to talk about some other offseason stuff. We want to talk about the, the win totals. Um, and we want to talk about the Miami Dolphins, who are having a really cool offseason. And I think it's just cool to take stock. Ugh. But first, we're going to talk about the win totals, which you can find at betonline.net. Every team, regular season, um, over-unders, you can find division placement. Will they be second or third in the division? And um, You can find, of course, you can bet on basketball or hockey playoffs. You can bet on WNBA just kicked off. Um, you can bet MMA. You can even play your favorite Vegas casino games. So head on over to betonline.net. All things news, odds, scores. You can build wild parlays with their player props builder and even bet in the middle of the game with their live betting thing. So betonline.net go get yourself a gambling at bet online where the game starts.
0: All right, everybody, we are rolling right along here on today's episode of Locked On NFL. Once again, it is Tuesday. Luke Braun Ross Jackson here with you. Uh, real quick, just a quick shout out to our friends across the channel, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show now on the Locked On NFL YouTube page as well. We do a lot of live shows, Q&As, things like that. So make sure you're checking out Brian Peacock, Matt Williamson every day, along with checking us out here on Locked On NFL. All right, Luke, we want to talk about win totals, bet online, what they have for us. Let's just go through a bunch of these and kind of talk about Mm -hmm. where we see these teams landing in 2022.
1: Yep. I'm going to throw a whole bunch of them on you. And um, I told you that you weren't allowed to look them up beforehand. So good luck. (laughs) Uh, um, I'm going to throw a weird Denver Broncos over under 10 wins. Uh, The Mm. over is minus 130. The under is plus 100. So the market thinks that over is a lot more likely there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, are the Kansas City Chiefs still the truth in the AFC West and have the Los Angeles Chargers caught up? You know what I'm going to do? Sorry, Cody. Sorry, Sarah. I'm going under when (laughs) it comes to the Denver Broncos. It's just such a tough division, man. Like, it's going to be challenging to walk away with 11 wins. I know it's a 17-game season, but not only are you playing in the AFC West six times a year, but you're also playing in the AFC, which has gotten progressively and progressively better over the course of the season. Maybe you're going to get three playoff teams out of the AFC West. I don't know. If so, Denver Broncos probably in that. But I have a lot of faith in the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. So I will go under, even though that could still mean a ten and seven season, which isn't bad at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, that'd be a push. It's because it's ten, not ten and a half. Oh, it
0: is on Um, ten.
1: Yes, and the Chargers are also exactly ten, and the Chiefs are ten and a half. So the betting market thinks they're all going to be good. Yeah, Um, and somebody's going to fall short, right? Like just law of averages, somebody has to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was never a big Nathaniel Hackett believer even before mm-hmm. the Broncos hired him I kind of thought his job was to be Aaron Rodgers pacifier in chief And mm-hmm. I don't really know how that translates, you know that plus being like a decent scheme guy I I didn't really see it translating into like true head coach and when the Broncos hired him I was like, I don't know about that fit with what they have yeah. going on over there. But going and getting Russell Wilson, I, it does a lot and I think that pairing does make a little more sense So I could mm-hmm. see it, but I think I'm with you on the under um, let's go with I just wanna find like the trashest team I can find. Um <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, speaking of Oof. Russell Wilson, Oof. over under five and a half. Do you think they can win six games in this league? Oh they got seventeen ye- chances. Do you think they can win six of them? I'm gonna be honest with you. No. I don't know. Uh, No.
0: I'm going under. I think the Seattle Seahawks and the Atlanta Falcons, potentially, are the two teams that are, like, early competitors for the number one overall selection. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I think Seattle's (laughs) atrocious right now. Sorry, Corbin. Sorry, Rob. Locked on Seahawks, guys. But, like, I think that they would agree, though. Like, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle for that team to pull off some wins. Like, they're going to get a couple of lucky wins. But, again, you're playing in a tough conference. The NFC West is good right it's not what it was last season I don't think I think the Arizona Cardinals are taking a little bit of a step back I think the Los Angeles Rams are still very good we'll see what happens with the San Francisco 49ers I consider them a little bit of a question mark going in but it's a tough enough division and I just don't see them really getting to a point to where they're really um pushing seven eight wins anything like that I'll actually take the under on five and a half
1: I think they draft top five this this year yeah like they, there's, they, this is one of the like most barren rosters Drew Locke has ever been a part of. And those Drew Locke rosters where he was on the Broncos and they had some talent around him, but those weren't good seasons. And this no. figures and, to be worse.
0: And Drew Locke is one of the most barren quarterbacks that an uh, that a roster <laughs> has been a part of. So, like, there's no, there's like, Drew Locke is not going to be a guy that's going to elevate these guys. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's dark in Seattle. Yeah. I I don't really know. It feels like it still has to get a little worse before it can get better, and that's a dark place to be. Right. Um. All right. Homer tests New Orleans Saints over under eight and a half wins. The under is minus one forty, and the over is plus one ten. So the market really <coughs> heavily favoring that under. Are you going to take that plus one ten over? Yes. Of course yes, I am. Of
0: course I am. Of course I am. They added Tyron Matthew. There's no stopping them. 17 and 0 now. No, but I, <laughs> I do think that, I do think that this is a team that is better than last year's roster which started a NFL record 58 players four different quarterbacks throughout. Played a game with 20 plus starters out. I can't see this year's roster. And the, the talent that this team has on it, winning fewer games than they won last year in the situation that they were in. The big difference is no Sean Payton, though. That'll be the biggest X factor That's a in terms big of, difference. and it's a huge difference. But if the Saints are going to be a defensively minded team and win based on the merits of defense, because remember Sean Payton last year, thirty second ranked offense, thirty second ranked passing offense. So what? Where was Sean Payton? in that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how much of an impact did Sean Payton really have on those 9 wins considering that part outside of maybe the opening couple of weeks. So for me, I think we've seen this team win without Sean Payton being able to impact because of how I'm going to use your word again, barren the Saints offense was mm-hmm. last year. So I have a hard time picturing this team losing or winning fewer games than they did last season.
1: I I love the Chris Olave James Winston connection. I think mm. that can be very fun. And I think Olave is a steadier presence that might be able to kind of rein in his worst tendencies. I could see it happening. But eight and a half is kind of where Bet Online likes to put teams it seems like has no idea what to do with. Right. This is where the Raiders go. It's where the Cardinals go. Mm-hmm. It's where the Saints go. Vikings, Patriots, like w- the Eagles, these kind of weird teams that are in like weird stages of maybe transitioning from one thing to the next. Yeah. And. The Miami Dolphins, who we will talk about next. But first, let me talk to you about all of your cars. It is important to take care of your car. If you have a problem with your car, a weird noise, a light's on or something like that, anything funny feeling, take it in, get that thing fixed. I guarantee it's cheaper now than it will be later. Always. That's how cars work. And if you're worried about the price, Rock Auto can help you out. What you do is you go to the mechanic. They're going to tell you what you need. They're going to try to upcharge the hell out of you for that piece go to rockauto.com enter your make your year and your model you're going to get the same part maybe the like same manufacturer or same quality at least uh part you can get that delivered straight to your door and you can save a bunch of money so why not why spend 30 50 even 100% more on the same part that the mechanic just kind of knows that you're not going to look into it and they're going to upcharge you don't let them get away with that Go to Rock Auto, get the part, bring it to the mechanic. Most mechanics will say, I'll I'll just, you know, charge you for the labor then and install the part for you. And you don't have to have expertise. Rock Auto's got you covered. They've been doing this online for 15 years. They're a family company. They've got you. So head on over to rockauto.com. Whatever it is that you buy there, make sure you let them know in the how you heard about a section that Locked On sent you. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need.
0: All right, everybody, we are closing out today's episode of Locked on NFL, giving a big old shout out to them, Miami Dolphins who are doing it, doing it and doing it well here in this 2022 NFL off season. And they're not doing it the way that maybe we all thought that they were going to do, which was by the benefits and the fruits of tanking. This is a really great yeah. observation that you had, Luke. How are the Miami
1: Dolphins getting this done and why is it so impressive? It's like they're doing it despite the tank. Which is crazy because what the tank was supposed to be was one down year, right? That's what a tank is supposed to be. We're just going to crater this year and then we'll get all the draft picks and all the cap space and then, you know, we're going to be able to build this awesome team. But if that is supposed to take, you know, two years after the down year, why not just do a three year slow build plan where you can be competitive in the meantime, right? Right. That's kind of always been my tanking thing. And with the Dolphins, not only did their tank Get up in a bunch of trouble. (laughs) Screwed up a whole bunch of things. Might have screwed up their Tom Brady plans, right? Right. Um, We talked about that with David a a few shows ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Put on the the tinfoil hat and everything. Um, (laughs) But in spite of all that not working, they had Laramie Tunsil, who fell to them in one of the weirder draft nights ever, right? God, that was so strange. (laughs) Traded him to the Texans for a first-round pick which turned out to be number three overall, mm-hmm. flipped that into three more third-round picks because the 49ers wanted to move up to get Trey Lance. Now they've turned Laramie Tunsil into Tyreek Hill and then some. And now they seem so set up and so flush with resources. It's not really because they tanked. It's because they took a player and managed to sprinkle fairy dust on him and turn him into more. And, and that is the way you, you, you build is by taking an asset and finding a way to convert it into something that's worth more than that. Yeah. And that's a, that's the game and when you can accomplish that you deserve all the praise in the world because that's so hard to do. Um, you know, taking a season and turning it from this gave us the 12th pick to this gave us the 8th pick is mm-hmm. not the path to enlightenment in the NFL. Taking a player like Laramie Tunsil and turning him into Tyreek Hill plus that's that's the way by just winning trades and, and making good value judgments and ultimately quietly they've built a really interesting defensive roster. Yeah. Um. Now they bring in Sony Michelle, which happened today on mm-hmm. Monday. That's like they've kind of had uh, running back committees for a while, and I think Michelle can be a really good part of one of those. Um, I think they're building a much more responsible team. So I don't see them as a team that tanked and is now reaping the benefits. I see a team that tanked, got smacked in the face over it, learned its lesson, and is now doing things the right way. Yeah, and look, like this offseason has
0: been so good from the coaching hire, like this isn't recent. You know, we were talking earlier off air yeah. that like the Sony Michelle signings are really nice when you you get him into that room with you know uh, Raheem Mostert and some of these other guys mm-hmm. in there, and you get to kind of see what happens after training camp and then move forward with some committee built of those players. And of course, Sony Michelle was the Rams' leading rusher, Super Bowl championship team was the leading rusher last year for them, and then. But but it goes all the way back. It was the Mike McDaniel hire, bringing Mike mm-hmm. McDaniel in. And then all of a sudden, like being able to sign guys like Cedric Wilson, make that big trade for Tyreek Hill, sign Teron Armstead. Like they've put together a culture there that is one that people want to be a part of, which is shocking. It's shocking based on the fact that this offseason started with a lawsuit. It started what with left? a lawsuit yeah. for them. Like, how wild is that? And then they turn that around. And now Kyle Krabs over at Locked On Dolphins is wearing polarized shades in videos (laughs) psyched about the offseason. Like how incredible a turnaround did the Miami Dolphins have this offseason? And a lot of it comes down to making good decisions. And you're right. It all came from getting slapped in the face by poor decision making early on and figuring that, okay, we have to find a way to do this more organically. And I think they found a way to do that so far. We got to see how it plays out on the field. But on paper, they're looking good so far.
1: It's so easy to cut and get rid of and, and unbuild. It's mm-hmm. so easy. You, you fill out paperwork, right? That's it. You don't have to negotiate with anybody. Right. You don't have to win any deals. It's all pre-baked in. You want to cut players, you can cut players. Or if you want to trade players away just to get whatever draft pick you can, take the highest bidder, make a few calls. It's the easy way. And if the easy way worked, everyone would do it. Yeah. But the easy way doesn't work. And we've seen that. I mean, we've seen kind of the wall the Browns hit, and now they kind of had to go sell their souls to go get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> we saw the wall that the Dolphins hit. And, I mean, they're building around Tua, and they still believe in Tua. And I think the reason that they're over-under is only 8.5 is because nobody else believes in Tua. Right. Um, but if, if it's truly, and, you know, if you listen to... I think they call it Tua Non. Um <laughs> if you listen to those guys, that it's all about su- supporting cast and having the right people around Tua and then right. he'll he'll do that. Well, we're testing that theory. He's got the coolest deep receiver ever and yeah.
0: Yeah, and you get a guy like Cedric Wilson who can operate inside and out. He's a big enough target. He's got good hands. Mm-hmm. You now have the blindside protector in terms of Teron Armstead that's there. Austin Jackson's still a part of that offensive line. You're now building in terms of the wide in terms of the running backs. You have the defense. Like, there's no excuse. And this is what I love about how this works out for Mike McDaniel by Rachel King is that you end up putting him in a situation to where, like, he's not attached to a rookie quarterback that ends up like ruining his his right. coaching debut, right? Like if Tua fails, then all of a sudden, Mike McDaniel by Richard King gets to come out and say, "Well, let me go get my guy. Let me go yeah. show you." Yeah, and what he's got I the leash do with to do my it. Guy. Yeah, exactly, because he's it, put together and helped to build what this offseason has been so far.
1: Right, and I think of just because I'm so close to the Bears and what the Bears are doing, I think of Nagy coming in right. and inheriting basically the Mitch Trubisky experience, yep. and just his whole coaching tenure was that. Um, until last year when the die was basically cast. Mm-hmm. Not going through that is is a good thing. Um, yep. And, I, you know, you name all those pieces. You, we see Mostert and Michelle and Cedric Wilson and Tyreek Hill and all these guys. And then you think, okay, and then it's a Kyle Shanahan disciple. Like, that's what right. you have to remember about Mike, Mike McDaniel. Everybody loves his vibe and his, like, surfer bro dude thing. <laughs> but he's a Kyle Shanahan guy. Yep. And he's a whiz kid. Like, mm-hmm. he's... Not unlike, you know, who uh, was I talking about earlier, like the scheme thing right. um, that like it's it's so easy to envision what they're trying to create and you can see, OK, that person goes there, but the person goes there. It's very focused. And I think the focus of it is is what I like the most about it. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't you don't have to uh, go down, strip everything bare and acquire assets to. Have an excuse to be smart. Yeah. You can just start being smart tomorrow. Yes. There's yes. some life advice for you from the Locked On podcast. <laughs> I love Be it. smart right, tomorrow.
0: Yes. Don't. You don't need to wait three years from now. Do it now. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's let's wrap up on this question. Finishing up on the Miami Dolphins here. Uh, the over/unders at eight and a half, in terms of bet online. One, over or under. Where are you going with the Miami Dolphins? And is this a playoff team this year?
1: I'm going to be a, a Negazord here. I don't think so. Would you just and, call me? <laughs> <laughs> that's, don't do that to me. Uh, <laughs> Ross. Sorry. Come on now. Behave. We're live. <laughs> um, the, I, I, I got to say, under and no. And I, if they were in the NFC, I would yeah. say yes. Yeah. But a big thing is A, you're in the division with the Bills, and mm-hmm. the Bills seem like they're going to be. Uber contenders and the Patriots, I think, are about on the level with the Miami Dolphins right now. Yeah. Um, as two teams that are are going to be pretty close, and I think these two teams are going to be fighting each other for wild card spots. Um, and then, you know, the, the AFC West is also there, and only one team, you know, two AFC West teams are probably going to be in that fight for wild card spots. Right. And then you have like Bengals, Browns, Ravens, yeah, and that
0: NFC all like I can NFC count
1: the Steelers team. out. Sorry, Chris, but. <laughs> That's two more teams looking for wild card spots right It's really difficult to see how the dolphins can do that unless all those other wild card teams just beat each other up so much that nine and eight weirdly gets you in um just because there were so many playoff contender teams that painted each other losses but eight and a half is I think a really tough it's gonna be a tough way to get a winning season mm-hmm. and at the bottom line is I just don't think two is the right guy for yes. that yeah. And I think Miami Miami might be one of those teams that ends up picking up, ironically, uh, a Ryan Tannehill-esque mm-hmm. guy and like that kind of taking them to the next level. Just a guy that can sort of bridge the gap between what you are and what you have to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I, I, I'm going under. I'm going no playoffs. But I'm going to say this. If two is out of there and Mike McDaniel gets two more years, they're a playoff team. That's the way that I would say it. Like,
1: 2023, oh, yeah. 2024, they're a playoff team. If they could get the right And if right they sneak in, if they won the division, that would surprise me. It would surprise everybody, right? The Bills mm-hmm. are insane. Right. If they sneak into the playoffs, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by that. Oh, no. 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 Especially I, Mike I McDaniel, so. like,
0: being a part of a system that maximized Jimmy Garoppolo, like, they he knows how to do things with a,
1: an adequate quarterback, right? But I just don't know if sure. two is really enough just yet. He's got to show that he's got to stay healthy and all that stuff too. Yeah. Um but and it's like I mean I'm like 60/40 on this. So, mm. if they do make it, don't come back and rub this in my face. I'm like oh, I not will. that sure. I'm all right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> this is a live show and everything you say is, you know, immortalized forever. Uh, tomorrow on the show, you get Tony and James immortalizing whatever they have to say forever <laughs> Locked On NFL podcast. Uh we, go check out your favorite teams Locked On show. Uh, we'll see y'all tomorrow here, Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network free and available on all platforms.